Boy, it's hard for first-home buyers and it's only getting harder and we're going to go through some solutions this morning of what a first-home buyer can do at the bright young age of 18 or 19 to begin that property path. Stay tuned. And action. Good morning, Mark. Sam, how are you, bud? I'm good, man. How's your Melbourne Cup yesterday? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Um, not as good as you on the dance floor, though. Jesus Christ. It's a secret. Jesus. Disco <laughs> Sam here. <laughs> what, happens, what happens at the Melbourne Cup stays at the Melbourne Cup. Disco Melbourne Sam Cup. Is, is Disco Sam is live this morning. Fun for people that don't know. I uh, we went to Miramar Gardens uh, with the team, and you know, um, good fun. It was awesome. It was awesome. So yeah, Mark, this morning's topic: Sam, eighteen years old, looking to buy. What to do? Buying one hundred and one. Yeah. Tips with the expert. And uh, the question, it, it seems to be something that um, a lot of a lot of um, the 18, 19, 20-year-old crew in the office are stinging to know and are always asking around colleagues in the office and uh, you know, particularly being in real estate. I think, you know, a lot of the um, – it's just a question on everyone's lips and we thought we'd go through because um, a bit of that Q&A, typical questions of what you would ask, uh, Sam, an 18, 19-year-old would ask and, and typical answers the, old, uh, the older guys are giving them, you know, in the office of you've got to do this and you've got to do that. Let's go. Yeah, let's get into Sam, it. So starters, best way to save. Best way to save would be to, for, a, for your first home property, mm. would be to start small and don't kill yourself. Um, so I think... The problem is when, as a first, as a, as an eighteen, nineteen-year-old, you sort of think you got to save half or two-thirds of your wage, and it's so painful, and you're not having fun at all that you just mm. quit it. And yeah, right. it would be it would be a better attitude to say, "I'm just going to do fifty a week for my property," and then after six months, where you go, "Shit, that was easy. I can probably do a little bit more." How good is this? I've got a bit of a nest egg. Crank it up. You know what I mean? Crank it up to whatever makes you comfortable. But exactly. certainly, I, th I think it's um, start build on your savings and and don't yeah. don't sort of decide to you know save one week and don't save the next. Um, I think when you're saving for for your first home, um, it's got to be small. It's got to be gradual. And if you can afford to increase that and still have fun, uh, it's good. Yeah, cool. Just looking at the comments, we got Luke saying, "Save, save, save." Two-minute noodles go hard. Is that what you did, Mark? Your Learned first place? Um, I think the um, – I, I was different because I, I sort of put my body on the line pretty hard at, at, at 18. So I, um, I'm probably not a good example because I <laughs> – I broke all the rules. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, anywhere, anywhere I could get money from, uh, you know, family, friends, 
I shouldn't say. I, I won't, it's bad advice to say, um, you know, high interest debt, where I got that from. But, you know, at buying a property at, eight, at, at 18, yeah, it was probably it was probably a bit bullish. Yeah. No, it's, it's tough. 18-year-olds nowadays, they, um, well, I've spoken to a lot of my mates and they don't realise like how long the process is to save up for that deposit and, you know, get everything sorted. So it's interesting. Um, another question, does it matter where you buy in? Ideally, or is it more so just get in, try and get in quick before prices increase, especially in the northern beaches? I think the big, the biggest lesson is supply is the enemy of capital growth. So you've got to remember that as a first home buyer, you want you want to plant a good seed um, that's going to grow well um, as you as you water it. So some plants will grow half as much. Some plants will grow like crazy. And I think if you pick a suburb where there's low supply, um, it's very good. I think you know. Look, if you look at Sydney, how it's trended the last year and the last 100 years, it's always been the champion um, capital growth yeah. area. Capital growth is how much the value of the property goes up. So, um, yeah, it does, mate. I think it matters, and I think you've got to, you've got to stick stick to areas. And and, and, I, and I've, I've been saying lately, people don't realise that you know 10,000 things about your suburb where you live the most riskiest thing you can do is go and spend all of your money and buy in a suburb where you don't know 10,000 10, things about it. Yeah. So you, you've really got to buy under your nose with where, you know, when I say, you know, 10,000 things about the suburb, you know, you know, whether perhaps the shopping, medical, streets, good streets, bad street regions, just so much. There's like so many things, coffee shops, there's so many things you learn about your, about your suburbs. You've got to know 10,000 things about your suburbs. But without realising, Sam, you probably know the 30 suburbs in the northern beaches, you probably know 10,000 things about them because you've lived in the area. So it's still good yeah. anywhere. Yeah, Keep I it under your nose. Yeah, I see that as well in rentals. Um, a lot of people coming in from uh, like the Mossman and things like that, and they don't, or even further from there, um, now that COVID sort of slowing down a bit, and uh, they come to mm. a lot of money into this place, you know, want the best, the best of the best, and they don't know the, you know, the suburb that well. And then over time, it, you know, they end up catching up with everything. But um, it's interesting, very interesting. Exactly. Um, in regards to a 10 year olds, do you, would you, for advice wise, um, would you use it as an investment property or sort of move in there? If that makes sense. Well, that's hard. Good questions this morning, Sam. You're on fire. Um, it's it's hard because a lot of the, your, your first home grand incentives are modelled around you living in it because it's your first home. Um, but not a lot of people realise that if you you know if you literally can't afford to live in it you do have the right to rent it out after you've lived in it. So, you know, you may live in it for three months, six months, three months come into hardship or six months, you go, you know what, this is too hard. And you go, okay, I'm going back to live with the oldies or flatmates because it's cheaper and I'm going to rent it out. Um, so you've got, I, I think that um, definitely those grants are pretty strong. Uh, yeah. With 5% deposits you can do, um, using your super, your voluntary contributions in your super, you can do, and um, at zero stamp duty, you can do, but they're, elig they're not in eligible if it's an investment property, but you yeah. can switch it 
later. Right. Yeah, cool. And another thing as well that I'm seeing recently, especially in the Northern Beaches, uh, the increase of off-the-plan builds, and you know, especially in DY, and you're starting to see it Manly Vale now. Um, any advice with that? With young people, you know, they've saved up their, their cash um, and think you're buying off the plan. What's the go with the incentives there and all that jazz? On the northern beaches, and I appreciate we've got an audience sort of Sydney wide, maybe even Australia, um, and international, but. International, yeah. I, International, London, Paris, New York, DY. Um, but you, I, I think it's it's a little bit speculative because sometimes you don't know the builder, the quality of the build, um, exactly what you're getting. Um, but I think most first home buyers are priced out of this of that new stock. So because of the price, you know, so it's it's normally second hand. Right. Okay. So, but would you? Personally, do you would you choose off the plan as an expert? Would you go for it? Yeah, I think that if there's value there and you're in a low stock suburb, for sure. Yeah, yeah, especially and I know the build, and I know the builder. Yeah, because yeah. we've got the Havana at the moment, but um, yeah, very interesting getting involved with that as well. Um, any other tips from the oldie or from your point of perspective to an eighteen year old, which is myself? Any advice you'd give yep. there? Uh, I think the, the when I, whenever I'm talking to someone that age, the one thing that they're scared to do is ask people for their time um, and their experience on what they've done. So I think you've got to realise that's probably the best gift, that, you know, knowledge um, and confidence. And the way to gain that knowledge and confidence is by opening up those questions to people. So, and I think you've got to be careful where you're asking those questions. Mark and Oldie. Um, I think you've got to be careful where you're asking those questions. You know, you don't want to be asking your mates sitting next to you for advice who doesn't own any property who's 16. Um, you know, you want to be asking people that have done particularly well in property uh, yeah. or finance and things like that and, and get make sure you, you know, you know we're getting advice from. But the first cab off the rank um, is ask for a referral for a mortgage broker, somebody good that cares, that wants to help, um, and get opposite that mortgage broker. And they, even if you don't have the money, this is an interesting one, they are a free service, a mortgage broker. But even if you don't have the money, let them build a model um, that you that you can work to. And if that model is, you may be ready straight away, or that model may be one, two, three years away, he's going to model your income, what it needs to be. He's going to model your deposit. He's going to model what sort of purchase price, you know, depending on the area that you're going for. Um, so that modeling is absolutely necessary at, at that young age to say, okay, here are the goalposts. I'm going to go practice now. Um, because, you know, a lot of 18, 19 year olds are just not on the wage to support that loan. Um, but at least you know where you've got to be, what you've got to aspire to, and get things cracking. Yeah, cool. Interesting, interesting. Another thing as well, um, what's the, for the people that don't know, what's the go with uh, just say you're 18, 19, 20 years old, don't have a lot of money, but the parents have a good uh, income and that, you know, they're looking to purchase a property for or help with the purchasing of a property for their daughter or son or child. What, what's, what's the go with that? 
So there's two there's two ways um, there's two things that the banks will look at when they're lending money that they're worried about you as as an 18 year old 19 year old 20 year old any age they um, they're worried about income can you actually support um, can you support um, that mortgage like year in year out month in month out and yeah. they worry about equity so they're worried about their sell up risk. So when they sell you up because you stop paying the mortgage, are they going to get their money back? Now, it's deemed across Australia in property that if you've got a 20% deposit, that is, uh, well, technically it's, actually I won't get technical, 80%, if you've got a, if you've got a 20% deposit, the bank sees that as super safe. Yeah. If you've got 10%, well, they, they believe it or not, they have to insure that risk. They have to insure that risk. They have to pay one-off insurance to insure that risk that they're taking with you. Mm. So the government came along and said, look, we're going to, um, we're going to introduce some measures um, and um, we're going to, you know, we're going to make it sort of easier. So I, I think that with parents coming in, they do that 20% buffer for their kid. They do that 20%. But as long as the kid's got the income, they do yeah. that 20% buffer. They can't, the parents can't use their income. Otherwise, they've got to go on the title. Um, you know, they can go on the title, but then you're going to lose the rights to the first-time buyer stuff. So generally, parents will put up the equi- that, that, that deposit for their kid. So the parents are borrowing 20%. The bank's giving you 80%. And there you go. And then what the parents normally do is when that property value grows enough, the parents take that 20% back off the table and little Johnny has that property in his name. As his beautiful apartment in DY. Yeah. Amen. Too easy. Um, That's it for this morning. Any other things, Mark? Just get started, guys. It's, it's, It's a great discipline um to have unfortunately as australians it's one that we probably all need to have uh, a roof over your head um compulsory savings called a mortgage um and it has been the biggest it's the biggest asset class in the country by a long shot and property's been very kind to people for hundreds of years um in australia so it's a good honest thing to do and and sam like the big message for um, for an 18, 19, 20-year-old first-home buyers is have fun. It doesn't have to be – it doesn't have to be like drilling it out, hardcore, stressed and all that. Have that nice balance where you can still do the property, still do some holidays, still do family, still do work and have a really good balance. Um, don't become too obsessive, compulsive about buying that property and miss out and enjoying um, probably the best years of your life. <laughs> As I've been told, it's um, myself. Um, I've got a couple saved up, but you know, not enough to get that deposit in. Maybe in the near fu- in the near in the near future, sorry. But um, we'll just see how it goes. Yep. And buddy, thanks for this morning. You 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 bang on um, with with some of the stuff you asked, and it's it's true emotions that people are feeling at your age, and true questions, and um, hopefully we help someone today. Exactly. So easy. Take care, Mark. Thanks, bud. Take care. See ya. Okay.